You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Wednesday, January 6th, and today we've got Dean Ian Pietro on the show from Channel 11 WPXI. We're going to be breaking a lot of things down. First, all the updates. The Browns, their outbreak continues. We're going to talk about the impact of that, who's out for the game because of it, and how does that change the things moving forward. Then, the Steelers got good news. Two players coming back. We'll talk about who they are and how much they should play in this upcoming game. And finally, each of us give our three keys to this game as the Steelers need to come out as the right Steelers. How do they do that? Dean and I, each of us, give our takes on the top three factors that are going to lead to a Steelers victory. All that and more right on today's show. Let's get into it. All right, we're here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. It's Wednesday, and it feels like deja vu all over again. Once again, the Browns have an outbreak. Their facility is closed, and there's talk about should they or should they not suspend this football game or suspend, you know what I mean, postpone, whatever, push it back. And Dean Pietro from Channel 11 WPXI is here with us. Dean, first of all, glad to talk to you, man. This is the first time we're talking in 2021. Um, when I we got, left you in 2020, you were a little uh, shaky. <laughs> I wasn't shaky. Shaky would little... be shaky would be like if I had some monsters. I I was uh I was uh, a little turned up. I'll say that a uh, little bit, yeah. little bit. How did, how did that face bot go for you? <laughs> face Anyways, um, so let's uh let but let's talk about the news of the day. So obviously, Dean. Uh, the Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski, tested positive for COVID-19, which means right. he, he cannot coach this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is un- unavailable for it. Also, two more undisclosed coaches and two players. One, uh, Joel Batonio, who's a starting guard, arguably their best offensive lineman. And two, uh, I think his name's Kadero Hodges. Either way, he's like the fourth wide receiver. But if uh, – if Donovan people Jones can't go because he's dealing with an injury, he would have hypothetically been their third wide receiver. And that could put them at, at, you know, at a shorthand there, but you hear all these, all this news Dean and everyone's looking at, is this game going to get moved? I don't think it will, but there's some, there's some people on the national scene that are saying, if it gets to the level of Ravens, did we're, we're talking about people still testing positive on Friday, they have to move this game. What's your take when you see all this? I think that it's it's not going to come to that because based on some of the things I saw from Tom Pelissero, that the, the COVID came from outside in these right. cases and not the inside. So it's not a full-blown full outbreak within the building, as it were, which means it's actually good. They're doing their protocols. They shut down the facility, right. hopefully keep everything from spreading. Um, plus, even a case where like, you know, uh, Stefanski and Tomlin were talking before the game mm-hmm. and they even rolled out Mike Tomlin as even a close contact in the situation once they did their contact tracing. So I, I'm not to say, and I'm not an infectious disease expert by any means. I don't think this is a, a Ravens case. I think this is 
something that is hopefully going to be at least somewhat isolated. It would have to get to such a ridiculous point for the NFL to postpone a playoff game because um, they've come this far. Mm-hmm. And like in the week 17 game, they were playing hell or high water. Right. The NFL had told us that competitive balance means nothing to them. It's just a matter of the safety of an immediate threat of spread. Outside of that, they're playing. They are going to play this game, and it's too bad. I mean, <laughs> it's just the way life goes. That, that's how I feel. You know, no one ever felt sad for the Steelers. No one ever felt, you know, no one ever said, oh, man, let's make excuses for them. Um, you know, and no one bent over backwards when the Steelers needed time to recover for anything. It was uh, – I feel like this is the, – the, the time for that is past uh, for, for teams. You know, you had earlier in the season to move bye weeks, then you had after that to move games around. You can't move playoff games around. Are you kidding me? Then you're talking about short weeks for playoff teams. Yeah, and, you can't and, do that. Yeah. Like that. That's just unacceptable. And, uh, and like you said, you know, it's, uh, it, it, this, uh, this does appear like this is very different because the Titans and the Ravens both had – you know malpractice on their end as far as the the covid protocols and what they should or shouldn't have been doing the browns appear there's like there's no foul play in that in that, in that area but there is a sense that it's like hey these numbers just keep growing but like you said it's growing on on its own and not not a interior thing where you know there was uh there was one person who was breaking the rules and then everybody else suffered because they were close to them um so i think that's good news the other good news uh, like you said, you know, this, you know, people were, were you know, are, are really worried about this passing over to the Steelers to be a close contact. You have to be with around someone for 15 minutes with your mask off, like, yeah. and, and in like a closed quartered space, Mike Tomlin spoke to Kevin Stefanski for a couple minutes with their masks on in an, in an open area. Yeah. Like that's not a close contact. Like, like Dean, if you and I had co or you or I had COVID, for us to be considered a close contact here that we'd have to be sitting in a room with our masks off for 15 minutes together. And that way, and, and that would make, make it different, but that's not what happened here. Right. But the thing is, I, I, I got to caution everybody thinks that, okay, well, they're without Stefanski and this is going to be an easy sale. Now it's not, it isn't um, just because, and, and while the Browns are at a disadvantage with Stefanski his being the play caller for them, mm-hmm. they might be forced to just simplify their game and do things that work like running Nick Chubb <laughs> and it could galvanize the team. I mean, it, it could motivate them enough. Like they shouldn't already have motivation. Of course it's a playoff game, but kind of a, okay. You know, everyone thinks we're down now. So we're just going to throw everything at you. And, and if, you know, they, it's just caution to the wind and just, go full bore because what do they have to lose? Everyone thinks they're going to lose. I do agree that there's a sense of like, Hey, let's, you know, it doesn't matter if we lose this game because no one's going to say we stink because of it. And, and you play with the, we made it to the playoffs. We're Cleveland. You know, who cares at this point? We can say this year's is a, is a win. I'm just not so sure that that amounts to a whole lot from them. Because when I look at Cleveland and, you could say that about them most years, right? Like, like, Oh, you know what? Who cares? We're just going to go out there and play. Okay, great. But you've been saying that for 30 years and it's really not gotten you much. I, I still look at this as a game where they can come out and say that all they want. They'll have Alex Van Pelt, the former pit quarterback uh, to, to be the offensive coordinator. And maybe they run the ball more. 
But to me, that's, you know, they can come up with whatever fire they want to come out with. The Steelers have to still come out and stay focused on what they have to do and not worry about whatever motivations or lack of, uh, you know, lack of sense of, hey, we're, this is going to be a letdown if we lose that the Browns might have. If they if the Steelers come out and execute, if, if Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball deep, hit, hits the big plays, opens up the ground, the ground game and the defense gets the pressure that it normally does and and limits Nick Chubb the way that, that we that we expect them to. I think that they they still handle their business here. They should absolutely handle their business, and I think with or without Stefanski in there, um, then there's no excuses. There's no excuses for Cleveland either. I mean, right. this is no excuse. You play with who you got. You beat it's the who playoffs, you're against, baby. and you win and you go on. You lose, you go home. So yeah, you, know, you got to find a way. Whether you're the Steelers or the Browns, but I just don't think the fans or anyone else should be taking the Browns lightly just because of this. Yeah, I don't think anyone should. It's again, it's the playoffs. You should never take anyone lightly ever. Um, yeah, we should have learned that with Tim Tebow. You're right, exactly. Tim, Tim Tebow. It's, I remember people taking the Jaguars lightly, and that was a game where I was like, dog, don't take this team lightly. They beat you. They beat the dog crap out of you earlier in the season. Um, I, 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 just, I also think that there's a sense from the Steelers, Dean, that even though they rested their starters last week, they're a little ticked at these guys. They, they, yeah. they still don't like them from last year. And they're saying water under the bridge, all that other stuff. But they're like, yo, we, we need to show these guys that we're still the, the, the daddies in this division. Right. So all that being said, the Browns got some serious concerns on their end for players who will be missing and coaches who will be missing. But the Steelers got some good news the other way around. We'll go over that and what's how the Steelers should treat that situation with those players that look like they'll return after the break. But first, a word from Blue Nile. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, but we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at Blue Nile. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Dean, I am Pietro, is here with me. Let's talk about the uh, the players who are back for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin announced in his Tuesday press conference that Matt Filer and Robert Spillane would both be practicing this week. Now, this is no guarantee that either will play this week, but the fact that they're practicing coming off of injured reserve, I think is a very good sign because the Steelers need depth at both positions. Dean... Where do you think? Okay, you you look at these guys. Where would you place these guys? Do they are are and you could you it doesn't have to be the same answer for both. Do you plug these guys back in as starters, or do you kind of you know what? Let the starters stay there. You just come in and sub where you can. Oh, there's a question. What would I do, or what would Mike Tomlin do? <laughs> oh, let, let's go with both because there's always your opinion, and then there's also your opinion of what you know a coach to do. Well, Tomlin, I'll just put Filer back in. 
and um, Spillane, I think, will get some split snaps um, because I'm not sure if, if, if they play, but I'm not sure how healthy Spillane's really going to be. Right. Um, as I don't want to, I don't want Dotson off the field, man. I, know, I, I mean, agree with you. I agree with you there. I think Kevin Dotson's earned a starting it. job. Dude's been killing it, and he's helped them in the running game. And you are only as good as your offensive line. And if he's the hot hand, you ride that hot hand. And I'm not in any rush to make any changes there. Um, Spillane, I'd like to see. I would probably, if he's if he's healthy and good to go, I would get him in some. Um, probably more on passing than running, and right. especially especially third downs and second and longs and things yeah. like that. Maybe make him more of a situational guy um, rather and, than rushing and, with him. And, and the Browns love to throw to their running back. They tried it a, a little bit last week with Nick Chubb. They, they love to try it with Kareem Hunt. That's a situation where I think Splane would be right at home. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that would be the perfect game plan for them in this case. Um, but the, uh, they ultimately have to do whatever it's going to take to stop the run because the Browns are going to establish that early with Chubb. They're going to they're gonna try to try to. Right. And the Steelers have to be keyed on that and and ready for it. And uh, but you know the O line that's the one that concerns me because I don't think I think Tomlin will put Dotson right back on the bench and I don't think that's the right move. I agree with you there, I, and that's that'd be a a normal Steelers move, a normal Tom move to give the starter his job back. But I'm sorry, Kevin Dotson's played better. He, he he's he's protected better against the pass. He's helped more against mm-hmm. the run. Um, and, and Matt Filer, we know that he can play guard and tackle. Just make him your first off the bench guy. You know, right. you know, make him your sixth offensive lineman if you have to. And if you feel like you're not liking what you're getting out of a core four or Villanueva, plug him in one of those spots. But I'm not taking out DeCastro or Dotson or Pouncey at this point. You know, right. those guys, those are the guys you can't move right now. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you on Dotson. And I think most of the fans are of the Locked On Steelers podcast too, because uh, I, I look at this situation and I look at, you know, how, how, you know, even in the, in the early part of the year, Kevin Dotson was playing well. It's the later part of the year. He's come back after not playing for a bit. He's playing well. This guy looks like the truth. And mm-hmm. I, I can't, it's, it's the playoffs, man. I need the hot hand. I need who's playing well right now. And if he starts to falter, Matt Filer, you are on notice to be ready to, to step in if we need you. But if I'm the Steelers, I, I, I was like, sorry, buddy. You know, I'm going, I'm going with the guy that brought me here. Exactly. Exactly. That's the far too often we see decisions made based on who somebody is, as opposed to who and or how they're playing. Mm-hmm. You've got to win the game, man, put yourself in the best position to win the game. And whoever that is, regardless of their status with the team, how long they've been with the team, put in your best players and then go at it. I agree. I agree. I think that that has to be it. Now for Spillane, I agree that he could be, he needs to be on passing now. Everyone still remembers the big hit he put on Derrick Henry early in the mm-hmm. season. I, I, you got to have Vince Williams out there because Vince does what yeah. he does against the run. He rushes the passer um, and he knows the defense. I think Avery Williamson has done a good job helping against the run. I think, and it, it's obvious that he can help run the defense because he's worn the green dot a couple times. But when Spillane is out there, 
he's the guy who was ha- has been helping go sideline to sideline a little bit more, get out in the flat, take away the pass to the running back. You know, when when the when the Ravens tried to throw to J.K. Dobbins, he was all over it. He's more comfortable sinking into zone coverage than Avery Williamson is. And that has very important value, especially in today's NFL, and especially against the Browns, who are going to try to run play action and try to hit you over the middle. I, I think that this needs if if Spillane can get back this week he needs to get a healthy healthy dose, dose of snaps uh, especially in coverage to help to help that situation out because I just think that when you're if you're just starting Marcus Allen and Vince Williams in that spot I think you're doing yourself a disservice but when uh if Spillane's back he at least gives you that that option that hey he's felt comfortable here when he was playing this season and he's coming he, you know he recovered from an injury he's coming off rest he's gonna come off with a fresh brain I think that's the other part of this is that that dude hadn't played a whole lot now teams are gonna have to rely on like two month old footage of, of studying what the defense was like with him in there and it's not going to be as easy to just try to pick on him because we remember when people tried to he was making plays that's right he is the playmaker and that that we hoped he would be filling in for Devin Bush. And um, he, I, I would say you could also put him in and he can be on a short leash too, you know, just like if they mm-hmm. put Filer in. I mean, if he's, if he's getting the job done, he's getting the job done. Great. If he's, if he's faltering a little bit or a little slough take coming back. Okay. Then you got to go back to, to the plan B or the, what you've been doing before he, he, while he was hurt. So it's a good problem to have getting a couple guys back. That's a great thing. Um, I just think they have to do it smartly and uh, and not let uh, not let a name decide, but decide you know how people are playing decides who's playing. I agree with that entirely. We're gonna take one more break. When we come back, we got more on your Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, a word from our sponsors at BetOnline.ag. Are you ready for some football? Because the NFL playoffs are finally here and with big games coming up that means you got a chance to make big bets and the only place that's got you covered and the only place that we trust is betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus with the nfl playoffs you get all the bets that you can make and the starting lines for the nfl wild called round are crazy we've got the bills with a seven at seven point favorites over the colts the ravens as three and a half point favorites over the titans the saints as nine point favorites over the bears the seahawks as three and a half point favorites over the rams the buccaneers as seven point favorites over the washington football team and the buccaneers as seven and a half point favorites over the giants and of course your pittsburgh steelers are four point favorites over the cleveland browns Go make your bet today on, on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on in the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Dean IMPHRO of Channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh. Dean! Hi. It's playoff time. It is. It's crunch time. It's pumped. Let's go. So we're going to uh, create a segment that we created all on our own. It's never been done before in the history of programming. <laughs> um, Adam Crowley used to do it on the Adam Crowley show all the time, except he didn't because I told him to do it. You know, but we're going to do our three keys of the game. Bum, bum, bum. Nobody's Ooh. ever heard of this before. 
This uh, is groundbreaking material right here. Right. Uh, but in all seriousness, seriousness right here, there are everyone. Tony and I talked about this yesterday on a Tony Tuesday and everyone's wondering which Steelers are we going to see in the playoffs? Are we going to see the Steelers that won 10 games in a row? Excuse me, 11 games in a row. Um, or are we going to see the Steelers that lost what four out of their last five and, and, and really, you could the three out of the last three out of the, the the four before week seventeen because last week who cares you know like that was that was a different game but the alarming parts were really just struggling to beat the Ravens for the second time losing to Washington the way you lost to the Bills and then losing to the Bengals and then the first half against the Colts it's a, it was exciting to see the comeback against the Colts and to see maybe the offense can get back to what it was doing. And if the offense can be that second half offense, I think this team can beat anybody in the NFL, but it has to get back to that. So Dean, your keys to, to victory, your first key to victory, to making sure that that happens and they're able to beat the Browns and handle business at home. And some of the keys they're obvious, but there's, you know, complexity in the obvious nature of them win the turnover battle. And by winning the turnover battle, I mean, you have zero yeah, and you get at least two. That's fair. And specifically in terms of number one, primarily is field position and giving your offense a short field. Um, you know, we saw how the turnover turned the game last week for the Browns. It did. Okay, that one interception. Tomlin even said after the game, he felt like, you know, that, that was the game-changing point. Right, and that can. And especially if one of those happens early. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you want to get that early, put some doubt in their minds. Yep. Okay, you know, strip the ball, get a strip sack, get the, get the interception, make a jump a route, something like that. And most importantly, where I'm looking at with the Steelers not committing turnovers is Ben Roethlisberger above and beyond anything else. I want to see them throw a little bit more down the field like they did in the second half against the Colts, but don't, don't force it into triple coverage. Okay. You don't have to live to fight another day, throw a ball away. Okay. Don't force it. Take it when it's there. Ben can't have those occasional Ben interceptions that he has. Yeah. Uh, which he's reduced greatly over the years. Um, the gunslinger interceptions though, can't happen. Mm-hmm. And so those are the specific areas of the turnovers that I'm looking at. I think the turnover battle literally has to be two to zero. And then the Steelers win the game. So fun fact. Uh, so Tony Serino had a bet with us all season long, where if the Steelers he, before the season, he said, if the Steelers get 30 turn force, 30 turnovers or more, he would have bought a Keith Butler jersey with the amount of turnovers as, as the number on the jersey. But they fell short 27, so he didn't have to pay up. But he gave us a mulligan. He said if the Steelers get forced three turnovers in this game, he will get the Keith Butler jersey. Okay, the key to victory is three turnovers <laughs> for the Steelers' defense. Because we need Tony <laughs> to get a Keith Butler jersey. We just need this to happen. Um, absolutely three <laughs> I'm, i agree with you entirely i think that's a great first key my first key is to me the ultimate key it's ben roethlisberger seeing the field because 
part of it's like you said, throwing the ball down the field, but when they back off, hit them underneath. They can't be in two places at once. And, and this was my Carter's classroom for this week. Uh, I did a whole film study on DKPittsburghSports.com, breaking down how the blueprint of what Ben Roethlisberger can do. And I used both some of his plays when they met in week six and some of the plays that Mason Rudolph used in week 17. But it's the same things. The Browns don't got linebackers. They don't got slot cornerbacks all over the place. They don't have supreme safeties. They have Denzel Ward and some guys that are that are here and there on, on the defense. And they had a really good pass rush with Olivier Vernon and Miles Garrett, but Miles Garrett has not been playing well. Olivier Vernon tore his Achilles tendon. He's out for the season. Um, the the places to, to, to do is when this when the Browns come out, if they go one high safety, if they go, if they if they only if they only have one deep guy in the middle of the field, you attack deep. You take you say, okay, you want to put your cornerbacks on islands, we're throwing the ball deep. If they drop two deep safeties, that means something's open underneath. Drop back, read where they're going, and go where they're not. And that you so so that's gonna be the key to me is if Ben Roethlisberger does that simple thing right there. And he and his and I'm I'm convinced. And I said this after the Colts game, I, and I said it, I said, I was saying it all before the Colts game. I never I never believed that the, his arm and or his knees were the issue with the Steelers' offense during the during their their cold streak. I I was a firm believer he was not seeing the field and reading defenses properly, and he wasn't taking advantage of what was in front of him. In that Colts game, you saw it because he was launching the ball everywhere, and he could put the mustard on the ball. He just needed to make the right throws. I think he does that in this game. It opens everything up, and then you see that lead build up. And then I think that's what leads to the turnovers happening because when you put the Browns down 10, 14 points, then you can't go to Nick Chubb as much. And now you're starting to uh, – Baker Mayfield's throwing the ball. Now he's holding on to the ball. And now he's confused about where you're coming from because Mike Hilton's blitzing, splitting from one side. And then you got this guy coming from another side. And t- oh, my gosh, DJ Watt. Oh, who's this Alex Highsmith guy? Ah! And, and now you're in trouble. And then that leads to mistakes, which leads to turnovers, which leads to Tony Serino having to wear a Keith Butler jersey. And that is the ultimate goal. Yes, that is the ultimate goal. They win the game <laughs> and force Tony to wear a, a Keith Butler jersey. All right. Absolutely. What is your second key of the game? Hmm. The second key is in the play calling. If they come out, I swear, and throw three slants on first, (laughs) second, and third down, I'm going to come over to your house and break your television. Well, don't do that. Okay. I'm going to do it. I I used to threaten to do that with John Fisher when we had a wrestling podcast. And anytime a guy I didn't like would win a match, I would go and break his TV. Okay. So I'm going to break your TV if they throw three slants and we'll do it on the podcast. If they throw three slants on the first three plays of the game, you can't come out and do that. You cannot please for the love of all that is holy. Don't do that. You want to take a shot down the field early. That's fine. Can you get some running games started? Maybe a little bit. That'd be cool. But three slants and I'm just going to lose my stuff. I mean, it's (laughs) I'd love to do a slant and go. Like a like a little like a slant and then boop just in this cut and it's gotta be it's gotta be a read you know they got if they have one hot, one single high safety mm-hmm. and, and the the seams there and it looks like they're doing cover three a slant and go would be perfect to split that um and I think that could that could fool people and and Ben's pump fake is still every bit as it's effective still there. as it's it, been his whole career it froze that dude against the Colts I mean absolutely he just, he, he, the safety just sat there and he just threw it right over his head afterwards and we haven't seen a lot of that this year I mean he right. can make that work for him without a doubt but the play calling the game plan it's got to be varied enough to keep the browns guessing question here on on your second key 
do you think there's a possibility that the Steelers have been holding things back? No, they don't hold things back. That's what that's what I feel. That's what I'm like. But but there's times I'm just like, why isn't Ben doing this? It's there. And like there were times like the play was even called. It was there. It was like, what? Just just take the shot. And he wouldn't only, do it. The only time they it looked like they were holding stuff back it was before Tomlin was here in 2005 in the playoffs when all of a sudden they came out and started throwing when they were to throw the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see them just running and running and running because they're not a running team. <laughs> uh, so I don't think I don't think they've been holding anything back uh, at all, and I don't think they held anything back really on Sunday either. I mean they. They, uh, they, they do. I mean, Mason was a deep ball fiend. Uh, he was, was, he was. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think they held anything back now. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up there. All right. My second key is obvious. Is something very obvious. Stop Nick Chubb. Stop Kareem Hunt. You take those two guys out of the game. Baker Mayfield has to win with Jarvis Landry, who you can deal with. Rashard Higgins, who you can deal with. And his tight ends, David and Joku, and who knows who Austin Hooper. You can deal with everybody else. Take Nick Chubb out of this game as a factor. He can get 80 yards. That's fine. But you can't let him get get up and get going. You can't allow him to break off the 46-yard touchdown in this game because that's when Cleveland will believe in themselves. That's when they'll say, see, we can do this. We can't. You got to crush those hopes and dreams from start to finish. And he's going to get his eight, nine, eight, nine, ten-yard runs here and there because he's Nick Chubb. He's a bad dude. But you got to do everything you can to make sure every time he goes to it, he feels it. You hit him hard. You bring him down. And, and you know, nothing dirty, nothing cheap. You know, I'm saying do your job to, to keep the to keep the game limited and then force Baker Mayfield into third and eights, third and nines, third and tens. And, and when he drops back, then he's like, I can't just check it down here all the time because the Steelers are all over. And part of this is also limiting them in the passing game because Baker Mayfield, one of the favorite, one of his favorite things he likes to do. If he doesn't, if the, his read isn't there over top, he will dump it down to someone underneath and let their legs win it, which is a smart thing to do. But when you do it too much, become predictable and that's where i think the steelers if they have if especially with robert spillane back and if, and if terrell evans can be back this week you get those guys back you could they're really good at covering up those type of things you take them down and also the same thing goes for mike hilton you take them down i think you got i think you got a situation where you limit those are the two best players the two biggest threats on the browns offense and then baker mayfield has to get one dimensional and uh two dimensional i'm not scared of baker mayfield one dimensional that's lick your chops. Go get, go get them, sack them, get the turnovers. And again, force Tony Serena to wear a Keith Butler Jersey. And that is the ultimate goal. Yes, absolutely. That's what the three <laughs> keys are really for here is just getting him to wear that Jersey. There is no other purpose. Um, what's your, what's your one, third key? It's going to happen during the week. Ooh. Getting the young kids to play loose and confident. Okay. Okay. I dig that. It's, I dig that. It's an intangible when you, but you can tell when a team comes out and they're tight and you can tell when a team comes out and they're loose. Mm-hmm. The veterans have to do enough mental coaching of the young guys, of Deontay Johnson, of Chase Claypool, of Alex Highsmith, and guys who haven't played in a playoff game who have played as many as the Cleveland Browns have to play loose and not, hold on to the ball extra extra tight and not to try too hard because right. it's the playoffs mm-hmm. and coach them mentally to play their game and play loose. Cause when you play loose, you play well and you play well, you play, you're going to play to win. If you play tight, you're going to be tight. 
they're going to keep the game tight and then it's going to be too close. I agree. I, I agree. You got one of the, one of the backstories that I've always loved about the Steelers was for Super Bowl nine, when Chuck Knoll took them to new Orleans to play the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Joe green and Dwight, whether I think it was Dwight white too, they were talking about how, the first night in New Orleans, and mind you, New Orleans always been the party city. They they allowed Chuck Noll allowed the team no curfew, get it all out your system, party like crazy, and do you think? And so, and Dwight White said that they partied all night. They drank, they ate, they did whatever they want, and they said the next day in practice they hated it. And Chuck Noll said, "You get it out your system, good, because we got to work all week long." And they said the Vikings coach, I forget it, Grant. Bud uh, Grant, Bud Grant, yeah. Bud Grant. Uh, they, he didn't let his Vikings players out. He kept them in this hotel, and they were too wired up, and they were too they were too tense, and, and they didn't they didn't have a great game, and then they lost the game sixteen to six. The Steelers came out, they felt confident, and they said they we we didn't have the anxiety of going out and wanting to do things in New Orleans because we had already done that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Mike Tomlin should say, "Well, go go out and party and get COVID." I no. am saying what you're. What I, I <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I am saying what you're saying is I agree with your sentiment because these guys have to play loose. I mean, if you, even much more recently, Ben Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl, he said he was too uptight. He said he felt like he was hyperventilating when he saw the Jets fly over the the Super Bowl, and it's just like that's that that's not where where, where you can where you can be. And there I, is you've you've played sports and you know this too. Yeah, there is good nervous and there's bad nervous. Yeah, there's 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 there's, there's, there's a butter, distinct difference. Right, butterflies <laughs> are good to have, but yes. but there are good butterflies that's like I am so excited to get these things out here and show these people what I got, and then there's bad butterflies like I don't know what's about to happen and it mm-hmm. freaks me out. Right. Um, we got to see what they got here, but I, I think the Steelers have done a good job historically of getting their players ready for those type of situations and winning those type of situations. We just got to see what comes around this time. All right. My third and final key of the game. I talked about Ben Roethlisberger. I talked about stop stopping their run game for me. I think this is a game where I talked about Ben, but I really think a lot of this is going to be get the ball to chase Claypool. Let this man work. They're going to probably put Denzel Ward because he's expected to get off the COVID list by Friday. They're probably going to let Denzel Ward cover Juju or cover Deontay. Whoever Chase Claypool gets, I am running the deep routes. I am running the intermediate routes. I am giving him every chance to bully people. I think he has caught on. And, and frankly, I think all the receivers have caught on. I think Deontay's ready. I think Juju's ready. I think Claypool's ready. I think Eric Ebron will be good back, back off of rest because he's supposed to be back this week. Um, I, I think you get you – get, but if you get the ball to chase Claypool and you get him going, not only will the Browns get frustrated and too confused because then they have to worry about the other two guys as well, but then other teams will be like, crap, we can't sit on the juju slants anymore. We can't wait. We can't try to just take away Deontay. That's what we, that's what we, I think we haven't seen, you know, enough from the Steelers in recent weeks. And part of the problems with their, uh, with their losing streak that they had was that early in the season, we were talking about, we could never predict who was going to be the leading receiver. Cause one week it was it, this guy it was that guy it was that guy it was that guy it switched every week. And if you make chase Claypool a feature in this game, as a rookie, 
people are going to say they just threw out the rule book because the Steelers normally go to their, to their most trusted and reliable players in these situations. And they're throwing the ball to the rookie. And especially if Chase Claypool delivers, man, I'm telling you, it's going to open up this offense for a whole lot more. And again, you open, you hit some of those big plays. It'll open up the slants. It'll open up the run because then they'll drop two safeties back. They'll, they'll not, they'll, their first, the first step of those linebackers won't be to the line of scrimmage. It'll be to back off and then, and then they'll freeze and then they'll open up more. And again, I, you know, I showed you, I'm, I'm showing you in Carter's classroom on the film, even when those guys are sitting in the middle of the field looking for that kind of stuff, they're, they're not good at finding their zones and finding their spots. They, they, they can be picked apart. And I think it all starts by just getting the ball to chase down the field and letting him be the playmaker it is. So those are our three keys. I would, I would add on oh. to the Chase Claypool thing with one little thing. Sure. Is that he's going to make those plays after the Steelers' defense generates three turnovers yeah! so that Tony has to wear his shirt. There it is right there. There it is. Right. And also another fact, and, and, and you, you just even making that joke, baby, <laughs> you don't always need him to also make the play big play because they're going to tackle him at some point. They're mm-hmm. going to, they're, and this, I don't think you're going to get the same referees from last week. I think that if they, if they tackle chase Claypool the way they did in this last game, several yeah. times, he's going to yeah. get at least a couple yeah. flags. And yep. those are just as good as completions. They are. <laughs> and, uh, and three turnovers is three turnovers. We don't care how you get it. Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. <laughs> Tony's got to wear that jersey. Anyways, yep. Dean, thanks so much for being on the show. Really appreciate you coming on Locked On Steelers. As always, please let people know where they can find you, follow you, and and uh, check out more of your work. Follow me at I am Dean sixteen on Twitter. You guys see me on Facebook commenting in the group. I've actually gotten a number of friend requests in Facebook from people um, where I'm like. Who's this? And then I go look, check out the locked on list and I find out they're in the locked on group. So that's kind of cool. Um, so, yeah. And uh, we have uh, the game is on channel 11. So we are doing a big pregame show, uh, 630 to 730. And we're getting ready for that. And I'll be producing that up and the postgame coverage from us. Steelers win over the Browns. There you go. There you go. Speak it into existence right there, brother Dean. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. You can join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group that has myself, Dean, Tony Serino, Adam Crowley, Wesley Euler, lots of lots of guests that we have on this show. All of them in there. Just go to Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, ask to join the group. I'll add you as soon as possible. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so gets you a shout-out at the end of the show. Also, subscribe to the website I work for, DK pittsburghsports.com for all your Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, Robert Morris, and Duquesne sports coverage 24-7. Be back in your ears tomorrow for Crossover Thursday. Jeff from, from Locked On Browns is going to be with us for the second week in a row. we got a lot to talk about with this outbreak stuff, man. It's crazy. We'll be clearing up with him tomorrow, but until then, talk to you soon.